Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's say when we uh, when we launched this thing, um, Badger Hill is in studio, but there have been a lot of changes, and we are uh, we're going to learn a little bit about uh, the new look Badger Hill, and uh, and and talk a little bit with CEO and owner Michael Koppelman, as well as uh, sales rep Ellie Dahlberg, who are in studio with us tonight. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Oops, no, we got to turn on your microphone. I'm the one. No, uh, no, no, Jonathan, that's on me. I told them right before we started this segment that I would turn on their microphone, and then I got distracted because there's highlights of basketball on the uh, on the radio or on the television show. Real quick, Ryan, why is it uh, what what's changed? Tell me what's the scoop from without asking them what what happened? Where was the What's happening to the brewery? Well, it sounds. To me, like there's been a, a a change of the guard a little bit, right? We we knew the Krekelbergs, great people, um, and uh, Michael, you were formerly the the head brewer and are and have now since taken ownership, correct? Yeah, I joined as head brewer and as like an owner in 2014, okay. um, and sort of grew my involvement in the brewery while those guys sort of decreased their involvement in mm-hmm. the brewery because you know they have kids and um, other responsibilities like we all do and. It was just wasn't aligned for them anymore to keep bleeding their blood dry mm-hmm. into Badger Hill. Sure. I had fresh blood. And I was like, bring it. Big yeah. energy, fresh blood. Mm-hmm. So l- let me ask this quick question. You were a head brewer, but you're not anymore. What's that like to be an artisan of, of beer, right? Because head brewers are, are very specific about what they're doing. How hard is it to find someone to hand that the baton to and say, go make great beer? For me, it was really easy. I had hired this brewer, Chase Dutton, who came from out east. Mm-hmm. Sort of randomly, I didn't have any, I didn't have like this huge pool of brewers. Sure. I think I had one qualified brewer apply for the job and it was Chase. And the kid was amazing, is amazing, way better than me. Like it was obvious he was better than me. And I like to do other things, you know, sure. I, I like running businesses, but team building, playing guitar, mm-hmm. science, you know, like. I like to f around, sure. if I may say. Yes, yeah. But so, um, it was a joy to hand over head brewing to Chase because he was a million times better than because me. Because head brewing is a very uh, detailed job. I mean, it's not you're working. It's not just oh, let's make a beer. Oh, I press some buttons. Now the beer I came didn't out. Sit down. I don't think in 2015. Like I did not ever sit. So in it's a physical. Chair. It's yeah. you're doing something all and the time. You're also scheduling, dealing with vendors and staff, mm-hmm. and like so, it's a very very hard job. It's super fun. You're making this fun product, but. So, so one of the things that I, I, I wanted to make sure I mentioned um, before we get too carried away here is the fact that uh, for the seven years we've been doing the show now, Ryan, I've said two things. I've said, Ryan, when are you and Tom going to open up an elevated beer, wine, and spirits here in Carver? Um, so that way I don't have to drive through South Minneapolis or up to White Bear Lake to be able to go purchase a, a beer at my favorite liquor store. But one of the other things I've always said is, when is someone going to open a brewery by me? Thank God you guys have your place in Shakopee because you're 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 basically you're my brewery down in the Southwest Metro. We appreciate that. <laughs> you're, yeah, thank you. You're more than welcome. Um, but it is cool about how just the evolution and Ryan, you know this. You guys have been doing this since day one. Just the evolution of craft beer here in the Twin Cities and how it's just it's become a really fun thing to watch from the outside. Right. And 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 you know Badger Hill, you you guys originally opened it was it 
summer of 2012 or spring somewhere in there. Yep. And as we a opened, contract brewery. Yep. As a contract brewery, right? So you were at the uh, was it the Lucid, yep. the Lucid Brewery at that time, and we we opened our store in Minneapolis in 2012 in the fall, and you know it's just incredible to think that it's only really been seven years, but wow, have have things changed? And uh, the innovation from you guys lately is is really incredible to see. Really popular beers uh, across the board, uh, you know, in, in your book. But some of the things that you guys have added lately are really kind of uh, pushing the envelope and, and really garnering a lot of attention, which uh, which we're happy to see at both of our stores because Badger Hill sales are, are are ramping up and it's great. Yeah, we're in a weird position of having like a flagship beer. A lot of breweries aren't known for one beer, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But we are been known for Trader for a long time, our IPA. And is that your recipe? That's the one recipe that's yeah, solely mine, if you will. It's, you know... Changed a thousand times since then, so it's a joke to call it mine. It's yeah. ours, you know, but it's the one I first started with. But the peanut butter stout, the Badger Snack, is a fairly new beer for us. And, the you know, people love that beer. Yeah, so um, I'm one of them. <laughs> so we have, like, new beers getting attention and old beers. I like to use music metaphors. Like, we have some classic hits and some new hits, and that's exactly what you want as a band. I think you're yeah. trying to say is um, you're spitting the hottest new records from then and now. Exactly. <laughs> that's a phrase I used to use on another radio station. You know, that's a really town. great analogy, though, because <laughs> I think some breweries are so old that all they have is that old, old lineup. And when they come out with something new, people say, ah. Not as good as that old lineup, right? So that that's kind of a tough one. But this one, you have your Trader IPA. I mean, do, Ryan, does everybody know that IPA when they're coming? Oh to yeah, the everyone knows Trader, and mm-hmm. I and I think that that balance is key, right? You you, as much as you don't necessarily want to uh, just be known for having maybe some uh, standard beers, you you do need that in the book to balance out. That's mm-hmm. the bread and butter, right? And a lot of the the newer breweries that are all about bringing new brands and new SKUs all the all time, the time yeah. they never really build that base, that sure. foundation. And they don't have that. Um, on the flip side, like you mentioned, if you're, if you're just known for one thing and you're a one trick pony, not innovating, that's a tough spot mm-hmm. to be too, because eventually you get kind of, you know, uh, worked out of the market. Sure. But you guys have that balance. You guys have those classics. I think that's a great way to put it. And that musical metaphor, for sure. Allison, as you're driving around town, putting on a ton of miles on the car, I'd imagine. Yes. <laughs> um, when you go into an on-sale establishment, when you go to a res- restaurant or, or bar, does everybody know Badger Hill? And is it one of those beers that they have to have? Or is it hard to get tap lines? Everyone's saying it's hard to get tap lines now. Well, it just depends on where we go. So if we're in the western metro, yeah. If we're in the southern metro, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my job is to just incrementally grow that. And then, uh, you know, increase increase exposure as mm-hmm. far as, um, you know, our beer in Minneapolis and St. Paul proper and then continuing to grow in the state. So do you when you walk in, you're making a sales call, do you open up your whole line of beers and say, try these? Or I mean, or, or do you just assume they've already had Trader? How, how does that work? Well, I I am a huge proponent of bringing in more beer for people. So even if they've had it before, like it's just great to refresh people's memory. Mm-hmm. So I love bringing in um, all of our flagships as a standard across the board. So anytime I go somewhere, um, you're going to be dealing with different things when you go to bars and restaurants versus liquor stores. So sure. with a lot of liquor stores, uh, they carry the Trader. They carry the peanut butter milk stout. Um, right now we have two new brands that I'm going around and introducing, and then we have like a whole slew of, um, seasonal beers that come out as well. Badger Hill is the guest here on the beer show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine and Spirits and two tastings this weekend. Per usual, it's the double beer show featured tasting this Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. at the South Minneapolis location. That's the Chris Reavers store or in White Bear Lake this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. You get to sample Badger Hill Brewing and you get to do it 
for free. And right now I want to tell everybody about our friends at Dasco Label. I'm talking to all of you, you fellow beer nerds. You got to listen up. It's Reavers here for Dasco Label. You know, I know you've heard about them up in Blaine. Of course you have. They've been in business for over 60 years. So they started this cool new project a couple of months back to bring all of your own labeling in-house. Why? Great question, because they're beverage labeling experts. That's why. Maybe what you need is a rush order of custom labels for your new seasonal brew. Dasco Label can help. You see, Dasco Label is going to work with you to maximize your brand's potential. And as I mentioned earlier, they are local, right here in Blaine, Minnesota. They're also family-owned and operated. And mostly, they are here to help you and your brewery grow. Because guess what? They're also big-time craft beer fans just like you, and that's right, just like me. You can learn more about how they can help you from the creative development to everything labeling at Dasco.com. That's D-A-S-C-O.com. It's Dasco, local labeling solutions for all things beverage. Ryan, I know that in particular... You were mentioning this earlier that they were one of the first guests here on the weekly beer run on the beer show. And I know you specifically have been a fan of these guys for a long time. And I'm here to tell you right now, I'm a snob. I'm a peanut butter snob. Mike, you can verify this. Uh, You are. I'm a peanut butter snob. This peanut butter stout, Ryan. Is incredible. Yeah, I'm see. I'm not a peanut butter snob. But oh, I, but get I, out of my studio! <laughs> but but I but I do appreciate when a peanut butter stout oh, is done well. Oh, and that to me is a hard thing to find. And and you know a lot of times I feel like you get this very sort of synthetic, chemically peanut mm-hmm. butter taste in in some of these uh, peanut butter. This butter is very natural. Yes, this is for this sure. is this is uh, exactly what I would die. I up. like it so much. I'm allergic to peanut butter. <laughs> and I still said, yeah, that's You're in your delicious. second EpiPen. Yeah, he's yeah. breaking out in hives, but and, that's and not I'm not even really you. kidding. I'm allergic to peanuts, but I'm like, this is delicious. I'm going to take my chances. It is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it really is what, nice. what else are your foundation beers? What do we have as your, as your stable of beers? It's funny you mentioned foundation because that was a beer of yours, right? It was. Our point, yeah, right? it was our stout for a long time. It's almost like he knew that. I did. <laughs> yeah, it was pro, yes. pro right there. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, we have the Trader IPA, uh, which, you know, you guys have known it's been around a long time. What we just talked about, the Peanut Butter Milk Stout, which has been out for a little over a year now, was uh, released as a seasonal last year uh, in 2018, late 2018. And then did the brilliance of Michael say, we really sold a lot of that really fast. Why don't we just keep making it? <laughs> yeah, that was definitely like a collaborative thought between that, the brewery it? and our distribution. The the business brilliance is unmatched. The obvious no. came to all of us. Yes. <laughs> like, wow, that sold out in like a week. We should keep making that. Yeah. <laughs> and then just a couple of months ago, we released our Turncoat Juicy IPA and then the Loyalist, which is an American light beer. The Loyalist. So, Michael, explain that. Explain the name. Explain the thought behind the Loyalist. I've ruffled feathers in the past. Mm-hmm. This might not, you know, but I call sure. it like Grain Belt, but like good. Sure. <laughs> Grain Belt's good. I like Grain Belt. I love um, the people that make Grain Belt. Sure. Yeah. The name is escaping me. Shells. 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 For sure. <laughs> it didn't escape me. It was in there. I just yeah, it was in there. But um, no, Grain Belt's good, but this is very Grain Belty. It's got corn syrup in it as well as. You know, maltose. Mm-hmm. It's a great light drinkable beer. People that, you know, don't all love hops. I love hops. I got into beer for hops. But I meet people all the time. We're like, what's your least happy beer? And I'm like, well, no one's perfect, but sure. loyalist. And so, people love it. <clears throat> it, it. As you listen to this show over the last many years, we've talked about how 
every microbrew is missing the chance to catch the macro brew format, right? Where someone can have 12 of those beers. And I've always said, I don't breweries make a beer that's just super sessionable, kind of competes with the grain belts of the world. And it took a long time for people to get that. Has it been a successful beer for you so far? Yeah, it's um, we've tried many times to mm-hmm. find that niche. I think a lot of breweries have like golden ales or blondes. Sure. Um, and I think those are still not quite right for American pil- like Pilsner drinkers, you mm-hmm. know. So this is uh, more of a, a cream ale technically, which is like the way, you know, Europeans faked making lagers in like the turn of the century okay. when they didn't have refrigeration and stuff. It's sure. a way of making fake lagers and yeah. it works for Grain Belt and it works for Loyalists. It's a very drinkable beer. So I think this is hopefully the so one that people will... Four and a half or what? Yeah. It's, okay. it's 4.5. Right. Yeah. 4.9. Could you wow. see this going into 12-pack format too eventually? Yeah, we would love to. We'd love to be in cartons for everything. Um, and another side note is that I see a lot of our brewers, um, you know, they're drinking our hoppy beers, they're drinking everything we've got, but a lot of people are circling back and uh, drinking the Loyalist. So it's a great sign to see that our brewers are jamming out on that. I love that because I, I, I can see having five Loyalists, one peanut butter, four more Loyalists, one trader, three more Loyalists, <laughs> right? Yeah. You just work the easy ones in. Where and then it's, it's nice halftime of the Vikings. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, I do want to disclose something um, that's going to be widely controversial here on the beer show on uh, Score North on 1500, and that's uh, that's this. Very rarely um, do I ever just go out and select. I'm very particular about my hats, um, and I have, uh, you know, whenever I pick a new hat, I'm a baseball guy by trade, and uh, I, for the first time, am wearing a hat of the brewer that brought it to me on the show. I love this hat. The hat. If it was, I'll tell you this. It's a good look. It's a 90% home run. If it was flex fit in the back, yeah. I'd probably wear it for the rest of my life. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's a good color. It's a good back, fit. Though. It looks really back. good on you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. You um, have a good size head because it's kind of meaty, right? <laughs> Wait, what? I, well, every time I put on a hat, it's like I put on my dad's hat. And I'm like, hi, guys, because I have like a little boy's head. <laughs> So I can't wear hats like normal. That's why I, they they offered a, me okay. a free stocking cap, and I said, "Well, I can cover up my bald spot just as good as a hat can, right. but I don't have to look like I'm 11 when I I'm wearing you. it. You I look like you. an adult male." But I love it, it's a good. Here's the thing I love about Elevated. They they learned long ago that in order to have people wear your gear, simplistic is so great. much better, yeah. and it's got to be great. It's got to be a good fit, but also you can't you know you don't want your logo looking like it's a billboard on 394. You want it to just have a good simplistic look to it, right, Ryan? Well, yeah. I mean, if you know, you want people to wear your brand at the end of the day, right? Absolutely. I mean, we give the stuff away for free. Yeah. We do give the stuff away for free if we know people are going to go out there and represent for our company. And no one's going to wear like a Hanes beefy tee that, <laughs> that looks like a square. You know, right. if it uh, if it doesn't fit right, you know, you're not going to get your name out there. So uh, I agree. I think that this year you guys have and you and you, and you shared some with uh, Mike and myself as well. Um, very cool. Love the new logo. That's what I was um, going to ask next. So this is technically a new logo for you guys at Badger Hill, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I remember before it, it did look so much different. What what is the difference between the old logo and the new logo and what led to that? Well, I, I like to make the joke that we, we just grew up in a way. Sure. You know, like we really refined what what is eye-catching. So it's not too far off from what we were previously doing. Um, the badge that's right on top of your hat and right on the middle of my shirt um, is something that we, uh, it was um, kind of remade from our previous logo. So, um, and then we honed in on the coloring. So uh, Trader Purple, super prominent that red star, you can see the red is on the turncoat. So mm-hmm. we're really driving home the colors, the badge, 
um, and then uh, making more of our cans look like they all belong to each other instead of being an anti-brand. To kind of give it that universal look, is that, that was that kind of the mindset going yes, in? Yes, yes. And like a more simple look, like if you know our old logo, which I challenge you, if you can imagine our old logo, it had like a backwards B and a sideways H inside this, mm-hmm. we call this a chevron, this shield. Um, it's goofy. I'd like it. Sure. It's legacy. It's goofy. Mm-hmm. We did a Brewer's Batch, which is like a special release where our designer um, made this new logo for us, not as a new brand. It was just a, a one-off. Mm-hmm. And we it resonated with everyone. Like, it's clean. That's really it's, cool. Yeah. Like a shield with the star. Like that's, you know, if we can make people think of that that's when iconic. they see that. Yeah, I like yeah, that. It's just simple. And so it was fun to have that evolve and not be like, let's have a corporate mandate to try out four companies to find a new brand. It's like, no, that's our brand. You didn't right. test it in front of a panel. We of... all just like, that's our brand. Okay. Like, yep. That's our brand. So, let me, fun. let me ask you this, Michael, cause you are, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to draw the picture for our listeners. Wait, wait, wait. Can I, can I get yes. really yes. quick? Yes. Is this the part of the program where Mike Fratelloni gives his unsolicited, uh, big, big time idea no. slash advice? No, I wasn't actually going to do not it. There yet. I'm okay. going to ask questions that normally you ask, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. Cause I didn't think you were, you were watching basketball on TV. So I'm going to ask you, your questions. Okay. Smart guy. <laughs> so I'm painting the picture. Michael, you have long hair. You look like a musician, right? You're you're obviously kind of alternative looking, kind of cool dude. Well, yes, I didn't <laughs> want to say that. What what brought you into brewing? How did you walk down this road? How did you say, hey, I want to own a brewery? How did this happen? Good question. Thank you. It's normally Reaver's question, but he wasn't getting to First it. First of all, you were kicked out of the band. <laughs> <laughs> no. He was the bass player. I'm like, do we even need a bass player? I don't know. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I, I did get fired by Prince, my claim to fame. That's pretty I good. I did get kicked out of the Prince band. I wasn't well, in his band. I got fired by Prince. It has nothing to do with your question. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, 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 but now you got to go back. Stop, 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 He's like, stop, stop, you know what it was? Stop, stop, he was doing stop. drywall and they're like, hey, you're doing it no. bad. Get it out of there. Uh, we need to know the, the story about why, well, as why you got fired by Prince. As a musician, did you get fired from Prince? Yeah, I worked for Prince for like three years at Paisley Park as okay. an engineer and eventually producer. I wrote a song with Prince. I worked with um, Ingrid Chavez, one of his protégés on her record. So I mixed Prince songs i worked with prince in the studio for a long time in in my view a few you know a few years is a long time yes i was like staring at yeah that wonderful man can we ask you some deep questions about him i mean was he was he the genius that he showed himself to be in person was he just more was he more okay that's what i've heard he would play things that was my jaw would drop and Mm -hmm. he'd be like you like that don't you? Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'd go back to the the silly pop song he was working on at yeah. the time. Yeah. I don't. Did he make a silly pop song? Yes. He has like thirty records. Like yes. People remember like four records. Yeah, or four like songs. You have not heard most of Prince's material by a long. Sure. Time. Sure. So it, the song that you wrote with him, is it was it published? Was it? Yeah, it was done by another artist. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Dance Unto the Rhythm. Oh my God, that was Millie Vanilli. Yes, I remember <laughs> that song. Was There's it? No one that knows that song. Okay. No. Was it? Was it? What artist did it? I think Louis Louis was his name. Okay, wait, Louis Louis. What I think I know this is this uh, back in nineteen eighty no nineteen ninety four something yeah, like that. Both then, yeah. Get out of here. I think I might know it. I'm going to look it up. The rhythm. Can you do music on this show? Yeah, sure go do sure. it. You own that song probably. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, that yeah. As long as you don't swear, I don't care what kind okay, of music and then, you say. So the ending, you said, you know, I don't really like Purple Rain, and he turned to you and said, "You are fired." Or how did that work? That's close. No, yeah. he refused I, to jump in Lake Minnetonka. I said the word, the letter N followed by the letter O to Prince, not to mm-hmm. his face, but to mm-hmm. his assistant. 
it's a long, boring story. He wanted me to stay in L.A. to master this record, and it was mm. Christmas time, and I ate a nut, and I got ill. I got food poisoning. Okay. I could not go to the session, and he wanted me to stay, and they didn't need me for the session, and they shouldn't have even waited, and I was like, they don't need me. I'm sure. sick. I want to go home for Christmas. Yeah. And she said, is that what you want me to tell Prince? And I said, yes. Mm. And that was the last day that I was on the Prince session. See? But he had Reverse. previously told me, he's like, I don't. I said, like, well, if you get mad and fire me, he's like, I don't get mad and fire people. They fire themselves. Oh. So I fired myself yeah. by my insolence. Because there's oh, one thing. What that a I, story. Well, what, that cool? what is, not that I need to tell you this, but, you know, one of the things and one of the driving forces behind his success was his relentless amount of work. I mean, he, the, the guy, the guy obviously worked himself to death, but that was one of the things that made him so successful was that he was so driven by success. No question. Like for he, better, for worse. He would work around the clock. There, yeah. We would tag team where I'd sleep for two hours. The other engineer would sleep for two hours, and we Prince would not sleep. You know, no. That was his drug back then was sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful to watch, I and mean, he was insane, mm-hmm. but in a brilliant way. Like mm-hmm. seeing him do like thieves in the temple, like in one day, and then do the video that night. Sure, because he was just on this pace that. Let me okay, and let me follow up. Is is the itch to go back to that type of music engineering? Is is that ever? Do you need to scratch that once in a while, or or do you scratch that once in a while? Because now you got to be curious. Have a band. <laughs> no, but check out my SoundCloud. Okay, uh, yeah. okay, very cool. Um, all right, let's uh, let's. If people want to find out, you guys are going to stick around. But if people want to find out more about Badger Hill and mm-hmm. and and everything uh, related to your beer, where they can find it, uh, to upcoming tastings including Elevated, that's all available on the website and social media. Our brand new website, literally yesterday, I think we launched. We it. just launched it. Yeah. What is it? Uh, BadgerHillBrewing.com. Awesome. And you're all over social media as well? Yeah, we have uh, over 10,000 followers on Facebook. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as I mentioned earlier, two tastings at both elevated locations this Friday, that would be tomorrow, from 5 to 7 p.m. And this Saturday in White Bear Lake from 3 to 5 p.m., Ryan, they get to do it for free. For free, yeah. And fun fact, since we're kind of doing this quiz thing mm-hmm. now, right? Uh, Come Badger out. Hill was the first tasting we ever had at the minneapolis store back in the fall of 2012 when we opened really really listeners remember that if you're playing along this might be a question (laughs) that could be a question later on not tonight but a question later on (laughs) i don't see you writing anything yes i'll remember that though don't worry i listen to every one of the podcasts because i like to hear my voice on the radio so for those of you sitting on the edge of your seat we'll be back with mike fratelloni's quiz are we ca- now no, the we, beer show weekly quiz? Is sorry, what we're calling we it. We can now call it the beer, beer show, show weekly, weekly quiz because, as Tom pointed out last week, we can't call it weekly yeah, because it was, it's the first it was just one. Just a week. Yeah. So we'll be right back. Do not touch that radio dial. You're listening to the beer show live on Score North on 1500, and of course, we are Score North on Hopkins. Wait a minute, Reavers. The beer show is on Thursday nights. Yes, it is, Mike. Great observation. We're going to do a pre-record and do a couple of segments with all of our fantastic listeners, all while we celebrate a great happy hour at a great spot with some great new friends at 30 Bales. Hey, Reavers, can we also give away some really cool stuff and maybe even sample some beer? Fine by me. (laughs) So what's the name of the place again? It's called 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. What time and and uh, when should I be there? Again, Thursday, <laughs> excuse me, Wednesday, January 29th from 3 to 6 p.m. 
Oh, man, can I do the weekly beer show trivia quiz? Uh, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm more interested in the food. It's a scratch Midwest kitchen. Check out their entire menu online at 30bales.com, and we'll see you on Wednesday, January 29th from 3 to 6 p.m., and thank you for your continued support of the beer show. I, I think it. that's pretty good. I love it. And by the way, I, I do want to give a quick plug to the guys at 30 Bales. I've been doing their ads on the Garage Logic podcast for a couple of months now. They seriously... Wanted just to be part of the beer show. They said, what do we need to do? I'm like, let's throw a party. Let's throw a party. And they said, okay. So this is going to be fun. They're making some waves, too. I hear a lot about Dirty Bales lately and the food and definitely their beer selection. And and what's cool is they they really, what they honed in on was, because that part of Hopkins, because they have the the Stages Theater and there's a... It's like right off 169, right? I mean, I could could hit a baseball. I could throw a baseball on 169 from their patio. Mm -hmm. It's that close. Okay. but they, so Stages Theater, there's another place that's over there, and they do a great job for dinner because it's the spot where people sure. go eat before they go to a show. Okay. And so their happy hour and their brunch, and that's, they're awesome guys. And too. good guys. Oh, they're the, they're the absolute best. And Can't I wait. Here, here's how good they are. I took my wife and my two sons, and everybody was happy. Really? That never happens, and I'm not joking. You've never made your wife happy ever. Ever. I mean, I, never have I satisfied this woman. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, so bookmark that. Uh, on the 29th of January, Wednesday. it's a Wednesday night. We're yeah. going to do it the night before the beer show would air, so we can pre-record, I can edit, and then I can... And these uh, shows are really fun. I mean, it's been they're a long time since we've done mm, this, it but is, when yes. we have in the past, I mean... It's it's a it's just a good group that usually shows up. We have fun collectively and yep. and have a uh, you know usually some great food and drink. And what we'll do is we'll give away maybe some you know elevated gift cards, Fratelloni's gift cards. Uh, maybe Michael want to give away a couple of lawnmower. No, I'll, I'll sign some boobs. <laughs> I'll sign a boob. I no, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. And as Ryan mentioned, we haven't done this in, in quite some time, so I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait. It's out there. Uh, I'll Wednesday. give away a lawnmower. You want me to give away? No, a lawnmower? I'm just, I was just kidding. You oh, don't have it to seems do. like I'll I can give lawnmower. away a lawnmower. That seems kind of like a fun thing to do. All right. So All right, let's win a lot let, why don't we go ahead and say this? Come there, sign up, because let's say 200 people show up, which is a lot of people. Sure. You have a 1 in 200 chance of winning the lawnmower, but you have to be there to win oh, it. Oh, and you have to right? stay there the whole time. Yeah, why I not? I like that. Although yeah. then we're going to talk about it on the show the next day. Ooh. Well, well, let's think about that. If you're doing that, Mike, then why don't we give away one of those wheelbarrows? Oh, oh that's that, so great. That He's going to give cool. a wheelbarrow full of beer. I'm going to give a lawnmower. You're going to be all set for spring. Wow. Okay. Okay. We I'm just, we just figured that out live on Can air. Can it be our beer? Then we've got the full circle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> See what happens when you get these guys full of Badger Hill peanut butter stuff. This magic happens. Is what is what takes place. So again, uh, it's it's going to be really it's going to be really fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So, all right. Without any further ado, here we go. It's the beer show weekly quiz hosted by our. Our friend Mike Fredoloni with Fredoloni's Ace Hardware Garden Stores. Don't say so critically because no. you might be really good today. Okay, I, I so it. everybody get their pens and pencils and paper ready. Do you have a piece of paper? Allie, right. Mike, Ryan. are you ready? From yes. Badger Hill? All right, so, here we go. So um, let me give you a brief uh, uh, shot of the rules. If I ask a question and you know the answer before there is any multiple choice, because I do have multiple choice, but if you know the answer, just right off, just yell your name. So Ryan, if I was, uh, if you knew the answer, you would yell out, Ryan. Perfect. And you would get two points for that instead of just one. So pretty good. But if you miss, you're out for the rest of the entire question. I'm going to ask six questions. Like I said, they're multiple choice. But if you know what, it's going to be good. So playing for 
the team guest. That's the guest that we have every week. They have their own team. And the cumulative guest score. So whoever played last week, you guys all play for each other. Hearing those guys. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. The guests happen to be leading this game show at two and a half points Which next to Reavers on one and Elevated Beer Wines and Spirits at one. So playing for team guests is Allie Dahlberg. She's sales. And Michael Koppelman. <laughs> Owner, CEO, former head brewer. I, right? By the way, I love how much you are into this game. It's so fun. <laughs> it seriously brings Playing me joy. for Elevated Beer Wine and Spirits is Ryan Wyduck, co-owner of Elevated Beer, Beer, Elevated Beer Wine and Spirits. Playing for Team Beer Show, that's us, baby, so you got to get some points, Kay. is Chris Reavers, host of the Beer Show and avid townball <sighs> baseball player. So congratulations. Question <laughs> number one. What critically important thing happened in the beer industry... 2,387 days ago, or six years, six months, and 12 days ago, or on June 27th, 2013. Ryan. Ryan. The taproom bill? The taproom bill did not happen that date. Does anyone else take want to take a guess? Okay. Is it A, Duval opened its doors? B, Bauhaus Brew Labs opened its doors? C, White Claw was introduced? Or D, the beer show premiered. <laughs> okay, write your number, write your answers down, everyone. Uh, so Ryan is out on this one. I will go ahead. Everyone have their answers. Yep. Okay, we're going to start with Allison. Allison, what answer did you? Can you repeat okay. the question? I'm okay, sorry. what critically important thing happened in the beer industry two thousand three hundred eighty-seven days ago, or six years, six months, twelve days, or on June twenty-seventh, two thousand thirteen? Was it A. Duval opened its doors? B. Uh, Bauhaus Brew Labs opened its doors? C. White Claw was introduced? Or D. <laughs> the beer show premiered? We'll go to Allison. Allison, your answer was uh, D. The beer show premiered. D. The beer show premiered is the correct answer. Michael, what did you have? <laughs> I had Bauhaus. He did not. They actually opened in 2015. Chris Reavers, D. I the beer D. show premiered on the date of June 27, 2013. We keep saying it's seven years old, but it's actually today, six years, six months, and 12 days old. Yeah, but it's radio. We can embellish. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Reavers gets one point, and so does Allie. For you, your team gets one point. So congratulations. Uh, you missed out on that one, Ryan, but you were so close. I thought for sure you were going to get that one, Ryan. Okay, so one point each. Question number two. The music fell away. We need That's all right. We're I know. Okay. We're going to get right two, back number in. Two. Okay. Number two. White Claw was introduced in 2016. In 2018, sales were $638 million. What were they in 2019? No one's going to guess, so I'll go ahead and give you multiple choice. All right. Remember, in 2018, there were 638 million. Was it A, 700 million? 638. B, that's retail sales. B, 850 million. C, 1 billion. Or D, 1.5 billion dollars. Everybody write down their answers. We will go first to Chris Reavers. Chris Reavers, was it A, White Claw did $700 million in business, B, $850 million in 2019, C, $1 billion, or D, $1.5 billion in retail sales? What gonna, answer did you have? I'm going to go D. D is the correct answer. Did anyone else have D? Mike, Allison. No. no, they did not have D. I Ryan did. did. Congratulations to both Chris and Ryan. Two. You're two for two. Woo! So we have uh, Reavers taking two, Allie and Michael taking one, and Ryan taking one. And by the way, that that quantified as Mike Fredoloni's White Claw mentioned for the particular show <laughs> today. 1.5 billion. <laughs> Could you imagine that? How crazy. Okay. Beer is the... This is question number three, just so everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Beer is the third most popular drink worldwide. 
right behind what other two drinks? Anybody have the guess? If you don't have a guess, I will read out. Well, we have we have to name both, or can you we just to, guess one? You have to name both. Is this right. a category like beer, or is this like a specific? It's a drink. drink. Doesn't mean it's a, a, a alcoholic drink. It's just a drink. Two drinks. Two drinks. All right. Okay, so no one's going to guess. Is it a water and wine? B water and coffee. C water and tea. Or D water and Red Bull. Everybody have their answers down. We are going to start with Michael from Badger Hill. Michael, what did you guess? I'm saying water and tea. See. Water and tea is correct. Who had water and tea? Everyone did. Yes. Everyone gets a point. Congratulations. <laughs> is that not impressive or what? So, well, because I knew it wasn't going to be Red Bull because it, there's no way it can be. Should have no, been coffee. I, but it I was just going to say I almost should have been coffee. coffee. I see exactly. how that's why that's the fun of this game is I make it a little. <laughs> I mean, squirrely. who's not having fun? I'm having fun. <laughs> okay. Are you having fun? Question. <laughs> number four. The earliest evidence of beer making was found in what Middle Eastern country? Strangely, it is now illegal for citizens and tourists to drink beer Mike, in that Middle Eastern Michael, country. Michael, yes. Egypt. It is not Egypt. Oh, but you are no. so close. See, uh, So Michael jumped in. So now he is out. But Allison, we'll still allow you to guess if you wanted to yell Allison. But anyone else want to take a quick guess? I, could you repeat the question, I will. please? Question number four was the earliest evidence of beer was making was found in what Middle Eastern country? Strangely, it is now illegal for citizens and tourists to drink currently. Mm. So Egypt would have been right, but you can have beer in Egypt. Just FYI. So is it a Saudi Arabia, B Iran, C Chad or D the United Arab Emirates? Everybody get their numbers down. Everybody have their answers right. So I'm going to go ahead and start with Ryan. Ryan, what did you get? I'm going to go A. It is not Saudi Arabia. Dang you it. can actually drink. If you're a tourist in Saudi Arabia, you can drink. How about Allison? What did you get? Uh, B, Iran. Iran is correct. We thought since it was timely, everyone Very would have guessed timely. Iran. I Congratulations, guess Allison. You now added a point to your team. That moves team guest, right? Yep. That's what we're calling them. Three, Reverse three, and Ryan why duck, which I love that last name, by the way, <laughs> two points. Okay, moving on. We lost our music again. They got to keep playing the music. I just love the music. Um, oh, by the way, evidence of beer making dates back some 3,500 years in Western Iran. Now you can only drink tea and water while burning the American flag. So <laughs> FYI, I added that in there. That was a joke. Um, what statement is true? Okay, obviously you're not going to be able to do this one. You're not going to be able to yell this out. Is it A... In 2001, some Belgian elementary schools began serving low-alcohol beer to school children at lunchtime as a healthier alternative to soda. Or is it B, and which statement is true here, McDonald's has never sold a single beer in any of its restaurants worldwide. Or is it C, root beer and ginger beer are, in fact, beer, just with little or no alcohol. Is it A, B, or C, which statement is true? Everybody get your answers. Do you need me to read the question again, or you got it? Okay, let's go ahead and start with Chris Reavers. Chris Reavers, what answer did you have? A, B, or C? B, McDonald's has never sold a drop of alcohol. That is incorrect. McDonald's offers beers in many of its menus across the country, and across countries, France, Germany, Portugal, and South Korea. How about Team Guest? What did you guess? McDonald's. McDonald's. It is actually not true. The true statement is actually A. In 2001, some Belgian elementary schools began serving low-alcohol beer to school children at lunch 
as a healthier alternative to soda. You know, I got to be seems honest. Unbelievable. Uh, there, there were parts over Christmas break where I would have given my five-year-old rum just, just to shut <laughs> just him to, up, just to quiet him, just down. to put just to put him to bed. Okay, we do have a tie. We have Team Guest with three, Team Reavers, which is Beer Show, with three, and Ryan. You can tie with one if you get one of these right, or if you jump really quickly, which you won't be able to do because you can't really figure it out on the next question. Wait, this is you a have bonus two. question? No, it's it's question number six. We always have six questions. Oh, so are you, are okay. you brand new to this weekly beer show? I think I am. Okay. <laughs> Ancient Egyptians used beer for a wide variety of purposes. Which of the following did they not use it for? Did they not use it for? Did they not use it for? A. Drinking, because they didn't have beer. B. Enemas and douches. Hmm. Or C. To prevent the destruction of mankind. Or D. To lubricate stones for the building of the pyramids. So again, ancient Egyptians used beer for a wide variety of purposes. Which of the following did they not use it for? A. Drinking. B. Enemas and douches. C. To prevent the destruction of mankind. Or D. To lubricate stones for the building of the pyramids. Okay, we are going to start with... Reavers. Reavers. You can't do that now. Too late. Oh, okay. Okay, Reavers, but you can tell me what your answer is. I'm going to go A. It is not A. They Dang did it. have beer back then. Dang it. In Egypt. In fact, we we knew that because Michael just said it on that last one. But Michael, what question or what answer did you have? Lubrication. D. D is the correct answer. Dang it. it. So both, uh, it looked, Elson, you had D also. That's a point, it looks like. And Ryan had D. Congratulations. So it the winner is this week, Team Guest. Both Michael and Allison teamed up to get four points. Reavers came in at three, and so did Ryan. Believe it or not, ancient Egyptians used beer to drink, also used it for enemas and douches. And I'm just going to say, if there's ever a question that you have, did anybody put this item in their butt? Just say yes, because over the it's course probably, of the world, someone's put something in their butt. This has and been a the great last of, show we've ever done. And the destruction of mankind was from Greek mythology, from Fantastic. Egyptian mythology. Thank you so much. Congratulations Thank on you. the second ever Beer Show Quiz. What's Congratulations. the current tally? What's the current so right tally? now, it is Beer Show Guests 6.5, 6 6.5 um, answers, correct? Um, Ryan and Elevated Beer, Wines, and Spirits is at three. Actually, I'll give them four. So they're at four. And Reavers, you are also tied for four. Sweet. So the guests still hold the lead at and six and a half. And that's exactly the way points. that we want it. So before Wonderful. we get back into the beer with Badger Hill Brewing Company, I have to read a story that I desperately have wanted to get to for uh, about 24 hours now. Dateline, Egan, Minnesota. In the celebratory chaos of the victorious locker room, Minnesota Vikings tight end Kyle Rudolph was approached after his game-winning touchdown catch in overtime in New Orleans by a man with a media credential asking if he could have his gloves for a charity event. Rudolph didn't recognize him, and actual reporters are prohibited from such requests, but he was in a good mood. Like any other NFL player, naturally, he has dozens of pairs of gloves to spare. Quote, from Rudolph. I said, absolutely. I'll even sign them for you, Rudolph recalled yesterday. So I signed them for him, gave them to him, and didn't think anything of it. Because Kyle's awesome. And sure. That's just the kind of Very terrible guy he is. Three days later, he was sent a screenshot of an item selling on eBay. His autographed gloves. <laughs> Quote, I was disappointed. He only tried to get $375 for them, Rudolph said, smiling. He could have probably got way more than that. After sharing his story Wednesday on Twitter, Rudolph eventually connected with the Vikings fan in New Jersey who bought them on eBay but hadn't yet received the gloves. 
In the meantime, he took the opportunity to encourage donations to Rudolph's favorite charity, the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital in Minneapolis. According to Rudolph, the publicity from the scam led to more than $10,000 in new donations. Quote, He's going to send the gloves to the hospital to put on display, Rudolph said. And Rudolph, who for the third straight year was the team's nominee for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award, promised to send the fan a new pair of gloves from the game this Saturday at San Francisco. Wow. Here's my question. NFL media member. Yes. Where the hell was Wobby? Yeah. I am did, calling did it, it right did now. Did he get it? Did Wobby Where was him? he? Why was he in New Orleans? Why did he grab these gloves? Is he trying to wreak havoc on the Minnesota Vikings playoff run? So, uh, Reavers, help me with the name of the former this, the former twin who made everybody sign their name. Uh, the former twin who made everybody uh, uh, sign uh, old, their name. Old um, guy he played many years ago. and um, Oh, no, you're talking about... Harmon Killebrew would always make players sign their autograph on a baseball, legibly, yes. so that kids could understand who signed that particular baseball, which is one of my favorite things ever. I was lucky Harmon. enough to also have uh, lunch with him one day, and he also said, I always ask the person their name. So if Kyle would have been the guy who said, of course I'll sign these for you, what's your name, buddy? But they were for charity. That's true, but we could have figured it out right there, because if it would have said Wobby... Then we would have known Wobby was the guy. Yeah, he was behind it all along. So anyway... Pretty crafty, But I wanted to bring this up for two reasons. Number one, to get the cheap shot that I I ensued. But also, because that's how awesome Kyle Rudolph is. And it, it often goes unnoticed because... A lot of these guys, they don't really want a lot of the attention to be sure. full. But that's just the kind of guy he is. He runs a big charity Here golf he event. He's he great. just caught the game-winning mm. touchdown and he didn't want him in, his in a playoff game. And he yeah. said, of course, you're just asking for the gloves. Of course, I'll even sign them for what you. What would you have asked Rudolph for? No, you, but that's the thing. You can't ask for no, stuff. No, but what would you have? If you had a chance, you're like, Kyle, can I have this? I would have that? said... What do you have in your beer cellar? <laughs> do you have and any more of that said, peanut butter stout? I have from the Badger peanut Hill? butter stout from Badger Hill because that's exactly what I want. Actually, right he now, wouldn't have any in his beer cellar because it would be all drank. That's true. That's true. All right, let's shift gears back to uh, the weekly tasting this week at Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits this Friday from five to seven p.m. at the South Minneapolis location, which of course, by the way, is at. Hiawatha and 42nd in South Minneapolis. This Saturday from White in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street from 3 to 5 p.m. Badger Hill is the featured guest. And we haven't even mentioned yet, Ryan, that you should be downloading the brand spanking new Elevated Beer app. Well, yeah, we should just kind of touch on what's happening on Saturday in general, right? We've got the tasting going on 3 to 5 with Badger Hill. But that game starts at what? 3. 3. 3.30. Okay, so 3.30 if you're, if you're not a yeah. football fan, this is a great mm-hmm. opportunity to go do something cool involving beer. If you are a football fan, yes, you absolutely have to download our app. Go to your your app store, whether it's iPhone or Android. Type Elevated Beer, two words. It'll pull up right away. You can download it instantly. You can get right into our our inventory, shop it. Very, very, very user-friendly. Uh, load your cart, check out. You can select delivery even. Same prices in the stores. Same prices in the stores mm-hmm. and have it shipped to your home. If you're anywhere within the 694, 494 loop, we're servicing you most likely right now. There are some some areas that we're still expanding to. However, typically, even if you're like, even if you're, uh, you know, 10 miles away from us, you're going to get your order within 30 to 60 minutes. It's amazing. It's powered by Postmates. We, we collaborated with them on this. Uh, integrated them into our system. So when you check out and you select delivery, it, it puts together a little quote for what that delivery fee would be. Typically, it's around six to eight bucks, uh, depending on how far away from our store you are. 
And as soon as you check out, it's off and running. It's really cool. It's super helpful for parties. And this is a weekend yes. where I'm hoping, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not I'm not a Vikings fan myself, but I'm hoping <laughs> that the Vikings do well. I'm hoping they win. I think it'd be Are great you hoping for the, the Bears win? Oh wait, the Bears yeah. aren't even yeah. playing. No, I know what he's rooting for. <laughs> He's rooting for Viking Packer NFC Championship oh, game. Wouldn't that oh, be oh my God! Like, as, a, as a liquor store owner, that that's is, exactly I mean, what you're rooting will, for. It wouldn't get better than that. So you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm all over the. And Vikings by the way, and the Packers. two teams that are the direct enemy of the team he roots for. He's cheering for that to happen because that's how committed he Fred is. Fredolini's will be dead. Ryan's. I, oh, I might yeah. as well send my team over to just bag stuff for you guys because <laughs> we'll be doing nothing. It's gonna be like February of 2019 for oh, you. It's for yes, us, exactly. This will be. This is gonna be a big weekend if it happens. I don't know what the odds of that are. Have you guys talked about Reavers thinks they're going this? to the Super Bowl. I talked to Mike about this earlier. I think their their biggest challenge, honestly, was last weekend in New Orleans. I think New Orleans is a better team, even though San Francisco beat them. I I honestly I I think they can beat the 49ers this weekend. All right, I really so let's do. Vikings fans, Green Bay fans, get up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Last weekend, we didn't really see it in the numbers. I don't I don't think Vikings really? fans were believers just yet. And now that they beat the Saints, I'm hoping. That we see. Oh, some, you guys are going to go big gangbusters on Saturday. We've got a cool promotion going on along with the the web store and the app. If you if you use a code Skull S K O L, everybody knows that. I'm uh, in the app store. <laughs> yes, online. Okay, got it. If you use that when you check out, you're going to get five dollars off a fifty dollar or more purchase. Cool. I like to look at that as a stipend for your delivery. Yeah, sure. it, for a lot of people, it wipes out the cost of delivery altogether. And if you're ordering a fair amount of stuff, this is a really convenient way to get it to your house while you're 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 hanging out and, and uh, doing the rest of the things that matter for your party. I love it. I do. You never have to leave your home if you don't want to. I find that shocking though that you didn't really see the bump that you normally would on a Vikings game day that you did that no, for I, last frankly, weekend. Frankly, I mean I don't know. And, but, you guys and you're not this. wrong. I thought sentiment was fairly low. There was there was weekend. a lot I mean, of pessimism that did surround last last. Maybe last it's because the game before was kind of oh they're just going to get blown out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I think but it's I still think a Viking a playoff game. Yeah. That's true. I know exactly. I mean, yeah. And then usually we do see that, so it was kind of interesting. But I it, I am on record, and I've shared this with both family, friends, and anybody that'll listen to me, which isn't that many that many people. But I have said I would rather lose on Saturday. Then lose next week in Green Bay oh. in the NFC Championship. But what about game? the glory if you no, win? No, no, no. Yeah, the no. glory is it's that Listen, old adage. Hold on. Okay. Two thousand nine, two thousand seventeen, yeah. two thousand one. We we all know what it feels like. We know what it feels like. Nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. Okay, I've already had five NFC Championship failures, starting with the nineteen eighty seven game. In which we lost to the Washington Redskins. Okay, so I, I, I'm on. I'm on five NFC NFC Championship collapses. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, I, I don't want a six. I well, I'm a Bears fan, as you mentioned. Sure. We saw Green Bay in the NFC Championship at home. In yeah, 2010, that's true. And, 2010. And, and, hey, we got over it. It was nice to be there. It's a big game. You mm-hmm. you, you take that ticket, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. See, I think uh, super people that are a little crazy, right, and super competitive people like Reavers. The loss hurts way more than any potential win could feel great, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And even though it's not a team that we have any ownership.